Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, hey, hey. Our test is in the stands. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna freeze. Uh, wait. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Points in the Paint podcast, sponsored by Stadium. We are Stadium's NBA podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. I am Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house for the number one podcast at Stadium. (laughs) Yeah, the number one NBA podcast. We love talking NBA basketball. And Zach, the season is underway. We got one week under our belts. In the NBA season, lots happening. We're not going to be able to go through all of it in one episode but because it's a new season, we might as well thought, let's get some new segments going on in the points in the paint podcast. We still got the voicemail. We got a great voicemail this week. So please keep those voicemails coming. You can text. You can call that segments coming up in a second. We want to hear from the points painters. But new segments, we got one big thing of the week. That's the one thing we both loved or I guess hated of the week. Dunk or deny, which is like our version of buy or sell. Things we want to see this upcoming week. We have stat of the week, as we had in our show during last season. And, Zach, you have your own segment, Bet of the Day. <laughs> and I'm saying, it's your own segment. I'm saying it's your own segment because I don't want any blame if the best lose. Ooh, just phase Zach. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of fun segments for this show. And uh, it'll be segments throughout the whole rest of the NBA season. So we appreciate everyone being along for the ride with us. And again, we want to hear from you. That voicemail line is always open. 773-273-9088. We got a great voicemail. We'll play in a second. But we figured we might as do some voicemail prompts. You know, people can call in whenever they want, give their own opinion, give their own hot take for the NBA. But we can prompt yes. you guys as well every single week. So we figured we'd ask this week for the voicemail prompt, which team that started poorly do you still believe in? And, Zach, there's a lot of teams that started poorly that people may still believe in. Yes. Yes, it is. Number one, Los Angeles Lakers. And I even on the Instagram page, make sure you follow the Instagram page at Points Paint. But even on the Instagram page, I posed a question like, you know, L.A. Laker fans, like, how are you feeling right now? Like, you know, what's the mood? You know, are we pro AD and pro LeBron right now? Do we need Dwight Howard to be kicked off the team? <laughs> like, what, like, what are we thinking? You know, is Russell Westbrook or Russell Westbrook, you don't know what you're going to get. So, yeah, you know, I know that was one of the teams for sure that hasn't started off too good so far and i'm kind of wondering you know what's you know what's the what's the panic meter looking like for the los angeles laker fans yeah i'm excited to hear that so which team that started poorly do you still believe in after one week give us a call leave a voicemail let us know have your voice heard be part of the podcast we want as many listeners to be part of this podcast as possible 773-273-9088 we did have a caller this past week 
wanted to respond to us calling uh, Kyle Kuzma a Ford Fusion and a little bit more on Chris Paul. So uh, let's go to his call. Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. All right. So I'm tuned with Dan to the NBA preview this morning. Um, and I just want to touch on a few points that y'all made. Um, I'm considering uh, Kyle Kuz. Kuz, you know what I'm saying? Kuz, that's my dog. Shout out Michigan. Shout out Fly City. Uh, Dorian's pride. You know, team pride. Um, I agree with Ben that Kyle may be a fusion or he might be a little more. I think he's one step up higher than a fusion. I would call him like a malleable per se. In fact, I don't know like how you tried to blame Anthony Davis It's for Kyle Kuzma not stepping up to the plate. I mean, you play with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, could you get more wide open? You know what I mean? You just got to knock the shots down. You know what I mean? And as far as um, Chris Paul goes, um, I think the old man was kind of selfish, um, taking $40 million. I think if he didn't take the $40 million, I think they would be in a better position um, in terms of Aiden's contract because, you know, it was a no-brainer. You had to you had to pay Mikael Bridges um, because two-way wing players just don't come around that often. And Phoenix is kind of blessed with two of them. You know what I mean? Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. And that's kind of like, that's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Two um, 3 and D knockdown perimeter stoppers. You know what I mean? So I just feel like Chris Paul was a little on the selfish end of taking all that money. I mean, guy, you're 50. You know what I mean? You've been getting 50, you've been getting 30 million dollars your whole career. You know, so I just felt like it was a kind of slight to DeAndre Ayton and I. Um, and I feel like they wouldn't be having these these contractual issues. You know what I'm saying? If Chris Paul might have would have, you know what I'm saying? Showed a little more love to the books. All right, peace. All right, we appreciate that. Incredible, Zach. <laughs> Listen, last week. I voluntarily called Kyle Kuzma, you know, a Hummer. You know, I thought I thought a Hummer was pretty smooth out here. Then I said a Lexus, you know, Hummer, Lexus, you know, Lexus. It's a it's a luxury car, but I mean, it's better luxury cars than a Lexus, you know. But to each, to each his own with Kyle Kuzma. But I know one thing though, I can tell you this: being Kyle Kuzma, one good friend of mine, five thousand dollars on the same wow. game parlay. So you know, maybe Kyle Kuzma is cooking up some real nice. Maybe he is <laughs> looking like a, a, a Lexus or, or some some form of fashion. So hey, you know, it ain't undefeated. I just throw that out there too. Was it? Was it? Uh, was he betting on Kyle? Kyle Kuzma unders, or was it all Kyle Kuzma overs? See, it was over. Let me tell you something. See, he had Kyle Kuzma for 25 points. He That went. He had Kyle Kuzma for three plus threes. That wow. hit. He had Kyle Kuzma for like six re- six plus rebounds. That hit. And it was same game. So the rookie from Indiana, Chris Durante, he was playing lights out, and he had him to make like three plus threes, 15 points. So it all tallied up to be like 3100 but then he doubled back on the same the same parlay for like 1900 he just only had like a few different things off of it and that just was like the grand total of like five six thousand dollars and i was very very impressed that he bet it with washington that is unbelievable so maybe kyle kuzma's not that bad or at least he's winning people Mm -hmm. money so we'll have to monitor the uh, Kyle Kuzma situation. Maybe that'll be a, a segment of ours. How's Kyle Kuzma doing this week as we monitor him for the rest of the year? But, Zach, we do have new segments to get to. One big thing of the week, OBT. Just one thing. One thing. Mm. And this is one big thing both me and you liked independently of each other. We can maybe sometimes like the same thing. But ours is different this week, and you know mine. It's the Chicago Bulls. 
One big thing of the week is how good and fun, fun the Chicago Bulls are right now because they are arguably one of the most fun teams in the NBA right now. You have got Lonzo Ball throwing up alley-oops to Alex Caruso. You've got Alex Caruso playing unbelievably good defense. You have Zach Levine going off for 30 points every single night and putting up dunks that are dunk contest worthy. You have Levine and DeRozan playing really well. Vucevic playing well. This whole team, and as we speak, they are playing the Toronto Raptors right now, but they're 3-0. and They were undefeated in their first week. Their defense looked really good. Their offense slowly but surely found its way. Zach, my one big thing of the week, the Chicago Bulls are back. That's perfectly fine. You know, the Bulls, they went undefeated in their first week of full play, and basically they're 7-0 and if you count the preseason this year. <laughs> so obviously sure. the Chicago Bulls are on fire. You know, the bench mob, shout out to the bench mob, Alizé, Alizé Johnson, and obviously Javante Green, he's playing oh. exceptionally well on both ends, defensively attacking the rim, shooting the shot with confidence. So, yeah, I love what the Bulls have done. But for me, this week, on the one big thing being, it got to be the ball. It got to be the other ball, bro, out there in Charlotte. You know, LaMelo Ball and the uh, Charlotte Hornets team and how well they've played so far. You know, they've played lights out. Miles Bridges, they go out and he drops 30 and they beat the Brooklyn Nets, a team that's favored to come out of the East. So I was really loving the energy that they had provided and started out. And I know we're not doing that corner no more, but I do want to add that they undefeated <laughs> against the spread. I do I want to say that, too, you know. So they've done a good job covering as well. Like I said before, the Washington Wizards. These are the three teams that are currently, as of this podcast, as recording, these are the three teams at the top of the East right now, Bulls, Hornets, and the Washington Wizards. Who would have thought? Because we didn't think so. I know I didn't. (laughs) No, we did not. I mean, they have looked really good early on. That Hornets team, too. I mean, you talk about fun, entertaining teams. I would put the Bulls up there. And I put the Hornets up there, and they're winning games. They're fun. LaMelo Ball is exciting. They looked extremely fun, to be honest. And and they're a team, too, that has, I don't want to say, like, the it factor, because I don't think they're, like, a championship team. But they have, like, the togetherness in a team that you see that's playing really well. And a team that knows they're good. And a team that knows that they're going to be an underdog in a lot of the games that they play. And they, like, take it personally. Mm-hmm. That's like the perfect way to really describe it, man. Especially specifically the Indiana game. I was watching the Indiana Pacers game versus Charlotte Hornets, and the Pacers were up as many as probably 20 points in that contest. And Sabonis was playing lights out and everything. They fought backs, particularly in the third quarter. LaMelo Ball just shined in that quarter, knocking down shots, getting the guys involved in transition. And he just climbed the Hornets right back into the game and ended up winning the game in OT. And so I was very proud of the Hornets going out against a tough Indiana team with a tough rookie out there that's making some noise up there in Indiana. And they got the job done, the Charlotte Hornets. All right, let's do our second segment, Dunk or Deny. So this is our version of Buy or Sell. Apologies if the uh, the naming isn't great. I uh, I came up with it, so it's not going to be super <laughs> incredible or super entertaining. But dunk or deny is what we came up with, just basically by ourselves. Zach, I'm dunking on Davion Mitchell being potentially one of the NBA's next great defenders. I love it. He was tested in week one. He had Dame Lillard. He had his idol Donovan Mitchell, and then he had Steph Curry. Back to back to back. Ooh, Back the back the back. And he <laughs> held Dame to, to one for seven shooting. 
He held CJ McCollum to, I think, like two for 11 when he was guarding CJ. When he played Donovan Mitchell, he had some really good defensive possessions against Donovan. Donovan was struggling to get some threes up. He was struggling to drive the ball. And Steph cooked him, cooked him a little bit. But he also had some possessions against Steph that he looked like a pretty valuable defender. So his first three games in the league, really impressed with the way Davion Mitchell is playing defense. Um, and I think there is a really bright future for him and and how and what he's going to bring to a Sacramento Kings team that really needs defense. You know what's funny, Ben? I was thinking about this, I think, after the second game that I saw. So after the Utah Jazz game, Sacramento Kings game. After I saw that, I thought to myself, is there a way that a, that a rookie can be on the first team defense? There got There has to be a way I know. that he can make all defense. Because he's playing that type of defense. Like he's yeah. off, not necessarily maybe all first team, but he's all defensive team with the effort that he's showed so far. And even offensively against the Warriors, he, he showed some, you know, he can play, he can put the ball on the floor, he can shoot with confidence, get to the rim. And even Steph spoke on that. Steph had, a, had an opportunity to speak post game on Davion Mitchell's ability offensively and how a lot of people, you know, praise the defense, but offensively, you know, he's no slouch either, Ben. And so, you know, I like what I've seen from Davion Mitchell. And like Donovan Mitchell said, he is as advertised. <laughs> he really is. And we knew coming out of Baylor that he was going to be a good defender. But I just, I don't know if we knew that he was going to be a good defender this soon. Three, his first three games in the league. And the guy is already showing up like he's all NBA. Like it's... It's unbelievable, and I, w- I do want to mention, and I know Mitchell did not guard Dame Lillard for the entirety of the game against Portland, but in that mm. game, Dame was 0 for 9 from 3. 0 for 9. And it wasn't it wasn't Davion Mitchell the entire time, but you'd have to imagine he had a little bit of an impact on Dame's play in that oh, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you dunking on, Zach? What am I dunking on? I'm dunking on Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies making the postseason. I know that was something I mentioned, you know, in the NBA season preview. However, after seeing John Morant, I know he lost against the Los Angeles Lakers, but the effort that he showed dropping 40, 10 assists, a free throw away from taking the game into overtime. They won their first two games competitively, and the last game against the Lakers was a competitive game as well. Seeing that team, the Memphis Grizzlies, and kind of knowing what they are, like they, I think they have, I think they have an identity. They know exactly like who's going to get their shots, who's going to defend, who's going to be where, etc. I believe strongly that the chemistry level of the Memphis Grizzlies will put them in the playoff conversation. Maybe not six seed, but they'll definitely be. You know, somewhere seven, seven, eight, nine. They'll be in that play-in scenario for sure. Hundred percent. And you talk about entertaining teams, and the Hornets are up there, and the Bulls are up there, and you'd have to put the Memphis Grizzlies up there too, just because John Morant. You have to. You have to. And and he's just he's unbelievably. Not only is he just fun to watch, but he's just he's good. He's a good point guard, and he, and he's a guy who's going to be consistently getting better every single game and every single season that he plays. And him and Jaron Jackson, like, come on, you have to watch him every single night. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then the Dylan Brooks, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like Dylan Brooks. The three, He knocked down the three-point shot. And then I like the fact that they went out and got Steven Adams because they use him a lot, especially yeah. with the role. I like how they use him. Yeah, they're going to miss Valanciunas, I think, a little bit. But once they get Steven Adams involved in, in the pick and roll a little bit more, I think that'll be a little bit better. And then, obviously, when Dylan Brooks comes back with that broken hand that he suffered, um, mm-hmm. this is going to be a really nice – Really nice team, kind of like one of those dark horse teams, and they've been a dark horse, you know, for the past couple of years. But 
They're, they're still yeah. going to be a fun, you know, league pass team. All right, deny. Zach, I don't know if this is going to make people happy or upset or whatever it's going to be, <laughs> but I'm denying the top 75 list. And part of being an NBA fan is just making a list of anything, of players, of stats, of teams, whatever it is. It, you're not an NBA fan until right. you make a list of something. So, yeah, you had to do this 75 list, but it was it was stupid. It was trash. I had people arguing over stuff that's just you don't need to argue about. There was people who were left out that I think should have been on. I don't know how Vince Carter is not on a top 75 list of NBA players. That's absurd to me. And I now mean, see, I'm going okay. to worked up over <laughs> something that's so arbitrary and random. And people voted on it. And who, who knows how smart these people are to NBA teams or, or knowing the NBA. Yes. So I, it's getting me unnecessarily worked up. I'm out. <laughs> I am out on this. I am denying. I'm selling this top 75 list. I hate it. I didn't like the list either, but when you go into details, you get to looking at like, okay, so if you're going to put someone on the list, you already know you have to take someone off. And I'm looking through the list. There are some names that I may have never even heard of where I'm like, okay, we probably didn't need this guy or that guy. There's probably about five names that I know for sure you could probably replace with like a Vince Carter, Dwight Howard, Clay Tracy Thompson. McGrady. I mean, those are just three guys. Tracy McGrady. Like those are the four names that I know off the top of my head that probably should have been on the list that weren't on the list. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's it's very bizarre uh, that they. I mean, I understand why they did that. They wanted people to get talking before the NBA season started and everything like yep. that. But oh my god, <laughs> it's just like I get upset by it and it's stupid. It's meaningless. It doesn't mean well, anything. Well, and here we are. Well, who else did you want it? Who else did you want on there uh, besides think- like Vince Carter and C Mac? So I had this argument with a friend of mine, and I mean, if people want to call the voicemail line and, and talk about their upsetness or dislike <laughs> or love of the of the list, 773-273-9088. But listen, I I think having Vince Carter on there was would have made sense. And I had this argument with a friend, and he was talking about I, – I think people either confused it or they weren't sure. When you say top 75, do you mean the best 75 players – in the in NBA history, or do you mean like the most impactful and and the person who had the best legacy or did the most to grow the game? Like, is that involved with it too? Because if you're going to have guys okay. from who played in like the 70s or who played in the 60s who wouldn't even be able to be like a ball boy in today's NBA, but they're on the list, that doesn't make sense to me as a list of like the best players. And if that's the only criteria, if they're going to be the best players – then you can't have these guys who played in the 60s or 70s because they wouldn't stand a chance against Cameron Payne in a one-on-one contest. Or they, they would not survive in the NBA. So I think the list was more about legacy than anything else. And when you look at someone like a Vince Carter, I don't know how you keep him off a list when you're talking about legacy in the NBA. So it's things like that that I think he was the biggest name for me that he was left off. I was I was not happy that Vince Carter was not on that list. I'm very proud of you because Vince Carter, my favorite player ever. So the fact that you on this podcast just showing my man's VC half man <laughs> love right now, I really appreciate that. But what I'm denying, you know, I, I kind of agree with that 75 list. But what I'm really denying, a lot of people don't like this, and you can call the you can call the voicemail and let me know how wrong <laughs> I am about this team. That is totally fine. Seven seven three two seven three nine zero eight eight. But the team that I am denying right now are the three and O Golden State Warriors. I am still not sold 
on that team in terms of making the playoffs, like I said, before the season started. I still believe, despite them getting to a hot start, I think if you put context through it, I think they took advantage of some teams who are still learning themselves. One of the teams particularly being the Los Angeles um, Lakers and obviously the Sacramento Kings. They're still trying to find who's going to be the number one guy offensively. De'Aaron Fox got to get that jumper right. If he could get his jumper right, they yeah. may have even won that game. But, uh, you know, yeah. each his own. But uh, go to State Warriors right now. I know Steph is parlaying and he's doing his thing and they shooting lights out. Coming off the 45 okay. after Kent Bazemore, the Kent, the Steph stopper Kent Bazemore <laughs> had him five for 21. He the comes Steph out. Steph stopper. It shoots, it shoots lights out against the Clippers. But, yeah, I'm not sold yet on the Warriors, despite them being undefeated so far. Yeah, it's they're, they're an interesting team because they have simultaneously, to me, looked really good and really bad at some points. And, okay. you know, you don't know where they're going to be when Klay Thompson comes back, and you don't know how good Klay Thompson is going to be when he comes back, too. You don't know if he's going to be that old Klay Thompson that we saw, like, two years ago at this point, almost. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know if he'll be the same, if he is the same, and, and him and Steph continue to have the same chemistry that they had a couple of years ago. Maybe this team is destined to be like a six or, or a five seed in the Western Conference once the season is said and done. But that's a lot of buts, right? Like you, That's a lot of unknown information. And you don't know if Jordan Poole is going to stay consistently good and hit those big shots. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know how Draymond Green is going to progress during the season. So there is a lot of question marks on that team. So... I think denying them and not fully buying the fact that they are an undefeated good team, I think that's a good move because I, I, I think showing at least some skepticism on them, they, I, I don't buy it yet. I, I'm with you on that one. All right, next segment, Zach. Things we want to see this week. Looking to the yes. week ahead. Future. Things we want to see this week. And one thing I want to see this week. I want to see the Celtics. I want to see the Celtics show me that they are actually a good basketball team. And I know they're missing Jalen Brown. I know they're missing Jalen Brown. But right now, they're only up by two on the Hornets. You know, again, a, a team that is pretty good, and, and we know they're undefeated. But they have not shown me this season yet that they are, like, a team to take seriously. That they're a team people should fear. That Jason Tatum is going to be, you know, one of the next best players in the NBA. I haven't seen that from him at all. I haven't seen good offensive possessions from them. I've seen incompetence, bad passing, all of it. You know, they should have taken down the the Houston Rockets on Sunday. A team they ended up beating and covering, but there was a good half or maybe three quarters of the game where you're like, are the Celtics going to be able to escape with a good win here? And you shouldn't have to believe that about the Celtics. Hey. Who said that that team wasn't going to be good? <laughs> I believe it was you. Who said, who, who said it? Like, you know, and, and I, I want to actually be wrong, especially the way Jalen Brown came out for the season opener. You know, he comes out, puts on an offensive clinic, and all he needed was Jason Tatum to just make a few more baskets <laughs> against the Knicks last week, and they would have been okay. But, you know, in hindsight, like, like you said, Jalen Brown's out. But I think the biggest thing for me with the Celtics right now being they don't have a true point guard. No, you're right. They kind of don't. Like, Marcus Smart isn't really the true point, really ain't played point guard a lot since Oklahoma State. Then you got Dennis Schroeder, who basically blew the game against the Knicks, giving up five points and missing a key 
shot down the stretch of that game. So not sold on him being over there in Boston. They need a point guard, someone who can get everyone involved, distribute, because you don't want to put all that pressure on your two wing guys. You want to be able to have someone to get those guys the ball so they have to find their own offense all the time. You know who would be the perfect point guard for that team? Ricky Rubio. You think Ricky Rubio would be a good fit for the Celtics? Really? I think so. Well, you know what? When you when you think when you think about it, because where is he where is he right now? Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken, correct? He's in Cleveland. And so what's interesting about that is that they already have three guards. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that right. first line of the Cleveland Cavaliers brought out, but they had three seven footers out there with. <laughs> Yeah, they don't, the they, they don't know what they're doing with their lineups. It's a very, I mean, they're starting Larry Markkinen. I don't, I don't think they know what they're doing right now. So I, he seemed like he would be a good fit. They need a distributor type of point guard. And when you talk about a veteran distributor point guard who's fine just sharing the ball and who's there if you need him to score points, I mean, I think Ricky Rubio would be a pretty solid fit to this Celtics team. But again, Zach, I, I need to see more from them. I need to see them win games. I need to see them cover spreads when they're favorites. I, I just expect more from them. Um, we'll, we'll go with you. We'll, we'll switch off. What's another thing you want to see this week? I want to see Brooklyn be better, play better, do better from yeah. your, your superstars, not even KD really. KD is an MVP form. Like he's going out, he's scoring, he's putting on a clinic. James Harden, I don't know what's the situation. I don't know if he's just, they need Kyrie or what, but it looks like they're, he's not going to be here for a while in terms of him, you know, returning to the Brooklyn Nets. So they got to figure it out and how they're going to win ball games and tight games and all that sort of thing without him and how they're going to get James Harden to be a, be a more effective scorer like we've seen him be over the course of the last five seasons on top of getting guys involved. I bet James Harden to get a double-double. I don't think he's gotten one yet. <laughs> and I know. Oh, no. I feel some type of way about that. So I definitely need to see more from the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie. I know they got a lot of adversity right now without him. You know, they're sure. all-star, but I definitely want to see them improve and get better. I feel bad for Patty Mills. He's just he's just <laughs> working his butt off. The guy's working his butt off. He's doing everything, playing defense, hitting big threes, and he's just on a team that is just sinking and, and a team that needs Kyrie <laughs> Irving. I, I just feel bad for the guy. Um, let's see. One more thing I want to see. I want to see the Kings, Zach, going over to Sacramento, NBA, Siberia. No one wants to go to the Kings. No one wants to think about the Kings. But I'm here to say, I'm here to say it early. I want to get on, I don't want to get on the Kings train. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to make a playoff run or anything. But, and I talked about Davion Mitchell being a really good defender, and I think that's a really good base for this team. I think they could have a fun team, a fun lineup, a lineup that's actually competitive for a lot of these games. Um, I want them to prove that they can compete, and I, and I and they have proven a little bit to start the season. They have shown yeah. that they can keep up with some of these teams. I mean, they were they were keeping up with the Utah Jazz for a half, which you know, if we're talking about the Kings of past, they would be blown out by the end of the first quarter. But they were competing with a really good Jazz team that has a chance to make the finals this season for a good portion of that game. Um, they competed pretty well with Golden State Warriors. They had a chance to win that game, um, and they just they didn't. Did. But they had a chance to win that game. De'Aaron Fox was playing well. As we talked about, Davion Mitchell was playing well. Even Harrison Barnes had his moments. And I really like Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I mean, they have the players and the potential to be really good. And I think that's something to watch is this Buddy Heald trade, right? If they're going to be able to trade Buddy Heald for maybe like a 3 and D guy, someone who can bring a little bit more defense and, and have an equal balance of offensive ability and defensive ability, 
I think where they trade Buddy Heald, if they trade Buddy Heald, and who they get back for him is going to define this season for the Kings. Um, and I expect them to probably trade him because that backcourt's getting a little tight with Davion and Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. So you get rid of Buddy Heald, you get a good 3 and D guy, a good wing, maybe a good 4. I think they could be in business to at least be a fun team. They're not winning any championships this year or next, Zach, but they could at least be a fun team. Yeah. And for me, you know, one thing I don't want to see, I need to see this team that wears purple and gold turn their ish around like yesterday because <laughs> the panic button I know is starting to get there with that team, especially with, you know, they're trying to figure it out with Westbrook and how it's going to fit. AD and Dwight, they over there arguing about who should have been on this top 75 list. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? That's just the rumor <laughs> I'm starting. You can roll with it if you want to. <laughs> See, but, that, but that's okay. But no, the Lakers, Melo, I like what he did to bounce back from those first two games of, you know, just trying to get, I think they're just trying to get their feet wet with this team. I think they didn't take preseason serious enough. The Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers, I don't think they took it, yeah. they took it, uh, you know, serious enough. And I think they're paying for it early on, but I think they got about 12 more games before you can kind of panic on the LA Lakers. I am concerned about their defense. Okay. Their okay. defense concerns me. They are second to last, second or third to last in the NBA in points given up a game. It's like 117 points a game given up. Small sample size, three games. I get it. That's fine. But it's concerning, right? Like this is supposed mm-hmm. to be, that's their thing. A defensive team. Defensive yep. team. And they're not doing that. That That's the my main concern for them. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, AD and LeBron are good enough that they're going to obviously make the playoffs. They don't need to be the one seed. They could they could be the four or the five seed, but if they don't get yeah. their defensive oh, oh, issues oh, figured oh. out, ooh, ooh, you have a problem with that? Think, I don't think they can be dropped that far off. I think they need to you be like so? one. They have to be the first seed, second seed, or third seed because that second round match. I mean, I don't know that second round matchup. I feel like they would want to be at home, like sure. you would want to have home court, but right. but you got to be like the first. The, you know, one through one through three for at least for it to be guaranteed in the second round. So I don't if know. If you're gonna, if they're not gonna play defense like that, I'm I'm worried that they're gonna be able to get those one through three seeds. And I don't know if that's like a first week issue where they're still trying to figure out the chemistry defensively and figure right. out where everyone should be and everything like that. It might possibly be that way, but to be the second worst in the NBA in, in points per game given up, that's not a great sign. And especially when you're struggling to <laughs> score the ball on the other side. Yeah, they're doing so poorly offensively, too, just as just as bad as on the defensive end. And what's concerning the most on the defensive end is just, like, the effort. The effort isn't even there. Like, yeah. AD's taking plays off. Like, he'll just give up an offensive rebound and a dunk on the uh, <laughs> DeAndre Aiden, just lackluster defense. It's pretty bad, but I think they'll get better. Stat of the week, Zach. Mm. Uh, an old segment that we kept for the season. Stat of yes. the week. It's your boy. What's the stat of the week? 
Yes, it is. It's my boy Carmelo Anthony. He has climbed to the number nine all-time scoring list, and he did it in great fashion. 28 points, shooting great from the field as they took on the Memphis Grizzlies and got that W. He come out there and dropped 25-plus, shooting great from the field, get the game ball. And just to think about this, Ben, I was thinking about this as I was watching the game. Carmelo really was off for a whole year. Yeah, he's he off for a whole year. So like you could only imagine where he probably would be if he didn't have that year off. Where they didn't, yeah. you know, they basically banned my man from the league. <laughs> like just didn't yeah. put him on the team. Like he wasn't worthy. And he he's just still showing that he deserves and belongs in this league and can put up numbers any given night. He was watching games courtside with Chris Paul. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you, you know, the meme. <laughs> the meme where he gets up, pretends to shoot. He, he could have added that to uh, to the points per game list. Good for good for Mello, though. I mean, he's he's yeah. just – I I know I, I didn't like him as much early, you know, early 2010s, 2012. You know, that, that time I wasn't a huge Carmelo fan, but I've come around on him just because of his longevity. I mean, the man has been around for so long that you have to respect it, and you, you have to respect that he's just – has that one move, that turnaround jumper that no one knows how to stop. Mid-range shot is automatic. He just he sticks with it. The man knows what works. It continues to work, and he's stuck with it, and he continues to be in the NBA in 2021. And after being drafted in 2003, like that is good for him. Good for him. Good for Melo. Yes. Look at you. You talking about you ain't like you ain't like my man Melo back when he was with the Knicks. See, I, no. I know. I, know what I did is. not like him. <laughs> I was I was out on Melo. After he left the Nuggets, big Nuggets mellow fan, anti Nugget, anti Knicks mellow guy, right here. But this has been a big show for you. I've been praising Vince. I've been praising Mellow. Yeah, you should be very happy about this. I am. I am. I really am. All right. To finish out the show, Zach, it's your bet of the day. Zach's mm. bet of the day for tonight. What's the bet? The bet of the day. You know what I like. It's going to be an intriguing matchup. 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Out there, out west, of course. The coffee. Utah Jazz, mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are going to come into that game as of this recording, plus 7.5. And, and I like Denver at plus 7.5. I think the over-under is 219. I may do the over, too, with that 219. I think the Jazz like to shoot a lot Ooh. of threes. They want to get it up. So it may be an intriguing matchup between the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets. I'd pay attention closely to that over-under, and I would definitely take Denver plus seven and a half. I like it. A little back-to-back for the Nuggets. They're going to be heavily underdogs. But you like them. Listen, I like the Nuggets, too. I think they're they're going to be a good team against the spread. I really do, because I think people are going to undervalue them because they don't have Jamal Murray. Murray, And we know how good they can be even without Jamal Murray. So... I'm all in on on playing the Nuggets um, against the spread, especially when they're that heavy of underdogs. I don't I don't think the Nuggets should yeah. be plus seven and a half against anyone in this league. And that's what I was thinking too, and that's that's why I really wanted to take it, Ben, because of the plus seven and a half. And I just feel like that's kind of a lot for a team that's you know going to be a playoff team in this league. Like they're going to be oh, a top yeah. five team even without Lamar Murray because of Michael Porter Jr. and the rest of the crew, Jokic being an MVP for him. And his defense has stepped up this year, Ben. Jokic's defense has improved so far this season. So, yeah, I like Denver Nuggets plus 7.5 against the Utah Jazz. 
And that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. We appreciate the listener for calling the voicemail. Make sure you call the voicemail line at 773-273-9088. Which team that started poorly do you still believe in? Call us and answer that question for us. No matter what team it is, we'll always appreciate, you know, you for calling. Make sure you follow Points Paint and you follow Shams for all your NBA coverage around the association. If you want to make some top dollar, listen to Sharp Lessons for all your betting tips with Nate Jacobson and my main man, Ben Wittenstein. And tape Don't Lie with Michael Felder for all your football dive deep analysis. He always have great guests joining the podcast, Michael Felder. And you will hear from the Points in the Paint podcast next week. 